Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Dieter with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Ash Goel, Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer at Bronson Healthcare Group. Dr. Goel, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. The pleasure is mine. Thank you. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in healthcare and technology is moving so quickly. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hello, everyone. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to be on this podcast. Uh, a little bit about me. I am uh, a now ancient, or at least I used to think that I would never get there, but now getting there, uh, physician executive that has been in healthcare for about 25 years, and in uh, leadership roles in the C-suite for the last 15 years, primarily working on strategic investments, opportunities around consumer innovation, looking at technology as a mechanism to deliver better care more efficiently to the patients throughout not just the U.S., but also across the world. I've had the fortune of uh, working in three different continents, uh, as a clinician and as a physician leader as well. In this last role that I currently am in, I lead uh, the technology, innovation, analytics, and the wider spectrum of uh, consumer and digital strategy for the organization here in Southwest Michigan, which uh, serves about 12 counties and we are continuing to grow and very proud of the work that we do in this uh, arena. Well, that's fantastic to hear. And definitely, it seems like a great mix of your expertise to be focused on um, the technology and in patient care, as well as the patient experience. And I'm so interested to hear more about that and what you're doing at Bronson. So, you know, when you think about uh, where you're at today, what are some of the opportunities that you're excited about, as well as headwinds that you have your eye on right now? I think headwinds always create new opportunities, right? Which is where uh, I thrive. I would start with the broader concerns that are bound around us, which is just where we are at in the economic cycle. And we all hear words around recessions looming, the performance of the markets is getting challenging and more volatile to predict, and certainly the geopolitics is not helping. And that trickles down into healthcare. Now, most of healthcare came through in a remarkably positive way through the pandemic. I would argue that the reverberations of the various impacts of the pandemic are still being felt throughout the healthcare ecosystem, uh, certainly in the U.S. And that has been creating a significant 
challenge for all healthcare organizations, including ourselves, where we are seeing narrower operating margins. We continue to struggle with uh, resourcing and managing to keep up with the volume of the work, whether it is because of pent-up demand from clinical care that was not delivered, or new expectations around the clinical care, or in general, the ability of people in the clinical and non-clinical spaces in hospital operations to be able to do their jobs effectively. These all have created tremendous amounts of uh, challenges, and at the same time created multiple opportunities for asking the question of how we can do things differently. I think I'll point out one other thing along the way, which is something that perhaps in short spans of time we don't recognize, but in the longer term, we uh, always think about from hindsight that this could have hit us in the face and we would know better to recognize it during that time. And, and that's about consumer or societal expectations. Healthcare has been a laggard in adapting to that change, uh, partly because we are always beholden to the regulators and the traditions of healthcare delivery. Uh, we end up moving slower than what our patients and our consumers want us to. And that's where the opportunities come in. You know, you think about the world of uh, retail, you think about the world of social media where the hair now is so much more salient for us and we still keep thinking about uh, how we deliver care from the 1980s, 1990s model. The generational shift that is happening is producing these opportunities that I can talk about here uh, towards the later part of this podcast to, uh, to answer your questions. Oh, fantastic. And, you know, I think all of those things you mentioned are really important and, and it's just interesting to uh, keep in mind how you from the technology leader can really have an impact on all the different departments and um, organization, patient care, connecting with patients. So it's exciting to see how all the technology is evolving as well as the thought process around what the IT leader does. So given all those challenges that you just mentioned, how are you thinking about growth and development, especially adding value to Bronson going forward? What does that look like for you and, and how can you really position yourself to uh, you know, put your, add that value that's going to be meaningful in the future? Yep. Uh, I, I think if I had a crystal ball, I would say I know the answer to that one. But I have an idea of what I think, which ties back to the uh, headwinds that we talked about. Uh, I think for us to focus on how we can more effectively and efficiently meet our consumer base needs and their changing expectations is where the opportunity for growth comes in. And to me, that is about investing in platforms that allow for delivery transformation, which focuses on the consumers and the caregivers that take care of 
the patients that come to us, or more importantly, we are thinking about or should be thinking about how we go to them. Uh, I, I use a paradigm of uh, proximity, which is something that I'll take a leaf out of the pages of business management and just say. It's about predicting demand before demand is created and meeting the demand where it is needed. So it is about going proximal, going closer to where the demand is generated. And for us, that means continuing to use the disruption of technology to provide for efficient delivery of care where people need it or where people want it. That may be, for example, in the primary care space, simply in understanding are we taking care of patients in the best circumstances uh, on a regular basis? How many of our patients are being seen in preventative care versus acute care? And how are we managing chronic diseases, whether we are using tech platforms to predict outcomes or leveraging existing technologies to deliver those uh, care opportunities in patients' homes? Uh, it can also be in the acute care side where we look at continuation of the journey of tying things together for patients and caregivers to optimize how the care is delivered. You know, we still have a lot of opportunities for uh, both efficiency because we have waste and also errors in the system. And an example of that most recently for us was we invested in provision of a very, I'll call it dated technology, but something that I know is not being done uh, in the majority of the health systems is barcode med administration in the OR suites where anesthesiologists do not use the standard method of verification of medications, uh, which is used everywhere else throughout the health system. And that's a simple example of improving quality using integrated technology or giving people a view into their data during the acute care visit, whether it is knowing where their next appointments are, knowing what medications they are on, or for the providers to better understand if there is a change in acuity of the patient to give them prediction scores. And then also spending a lot of time investing in efficiency tools for people so that we can minimize wasteful clicks and integrate data in a way that gives the right information at the right time to providers, nurses, and other staff. We've seen a wholesale shift in reduction of uh, fixed devices. We started taking an approach of a multi-channel user facing experience in our employee space, which is where we want to give staff one device that should do almost all of their work, if not all of it. It should be their phone, it should be their pager, it should be their uh, barcode scanner, it should be also their documentation device for especially nursing 
where they are a very busy and b also intensely uh, spending time on computers trying to document the care that they give. So those are the things that we are working on in the tech arena. You know, it's about changing our approach to the platform that the pro that the different employees use and also changing the experiences of our patients so that they have access to more information and they have ability to uh, view uh, what is happening with them, for them, not to them. I love that. I, I think that's such a great mantra and definitely something that can guide any time, type of initiative and um, investment that you're all making. And to that point, you know, I, I know as you were talking through some of the challenges, healthcare resources are certainly scarce and valuable within the organization. So with that in mind, how do you approach uh, thinking through moves that you still want to make, investments that are still worth making, even in a somewhat challenging financial and, and resource-scarce environment? We guide ourselves through centering on what is the highest, best use of people's time and highest, best use of technology and investments, capital and otherwise, into the technology platforms by really looking at what the best alignment to organizational strategy would be. And that goes upstream to planning and influencing what that strategy looks like. And we have four uh, pillars that we design our strategy around. One is around people, that is employees and patients and their experiences. Second is around our ability to deliver uh, transformative care, and that's measured through quality of care and ability to create high reliability organizations as we deliver that care. The third pillar is around uh, fiscal stewardship and growth. Are we growing in the right areas? And are we investing technology to support the growth in the right areas? And are we producing efficiency in how people are able to deliver the care that they need to do? And then the fourth thing, which has been the biggest uh, opportunity for us in the last three years, pandemic-driven or perhaps even otherwise market-driven is around increasing access for people. As we are so overwhelmed by our capacity to be able to produce the kind of value that our patients need, we end up getting backlogged in even sometimes providing basic care to our patients. We had there for a while significant deterioration in our numbers as it relates to you know, the next available appointment or the time to seeing a doctor in the ED or things like that. We've invested a lot in creating capacity optimization in our EDs, our patient throughput in our hospitals, in our EDs, and ORs. And now we are focusing 
on ambulatory access in both in primary care and specialty care and leveraging tech because we use a very integrated approach throughout our organization. We can tell at any point in time what our capacity looks like. And we're actively investing in now fine-tuning it to, for example, understanding acuity and understanding bottlenecks. So that's how we are trying to define our true north and our investments. We weigh it up against those pillars. Then we put uh, any initiative or program through a discussion of what pillar impact we have and how much we expect it to. It's not just about dollars and cents because we believe that uh, technology and growth and people's experiences and improvement of access requires investments. And the value comes from those investments. Uh, it's not about cutting our nose to spite our faces because we can do that and appear that our you know, financial bottom line is remarkably improved. But that's not at the cost of uh, what we truly think of and believe in, which is providing services to the many, many communities that we serve. That's a really great point, Dr. Goel. Thank you so much for talking through all of that and really um, outlining what it looks like to be able to continue to invest in the care and the team and the patients, um, regardless of, of the broader financial situation. So that, that's really inspiring. Thank you. Before we wrap up our discussion, I just have one more question for you. Where do you see the best opportunities for growth, whether it's you and your role as CIO or your teams going forward? I think the answer is going to be in three different areas. One, I believe that healthcare and particularly healthcare technology enterprises can broadly invest in partnerships, partnerships across uh, other technology vendor partners, and certainly with industry vertical partners such as peers to build a better mousetrap for how we collect data, how we produce value out of data, and how do we use that data to inform our uh, consumer, our patient journey, and our business imperatives. Uh, that's where I think, at least in the healthcare technology world, our future lies. Uh, second thing that I would say is, from a healthcare enterprise, the growth is going to come from creating a disaggregated approach to healthcare delivery. And what I mean by that is that we need to continue to push into delivering care where it is needed. And uh, you know, I can imagine a future of being, we already are some ways, in people's devices, but being in people's homes, you talk about hospital at home or other things. I would even imagine a uh, future where we have, I'll call them pods that sit in neighborhoods that are essentially fully automated, unmanned, where people can walk in, connect to provider or providers or bots 
or AI on demand to get what they need without having to walk through the 10 different hoops they have to jump through to get to clinical care or asking and asking a question they need. You know, think, think about those experiences because the waste of having people come to us is not where the future is. The future is us going into people's homes, their neighborhoods, their devices, all of those. And the last thing I would say is that our growth opportunities in the future for the entirety of uh, the U.S. healthcare ecosystem is going to be driven by how forward thinking we can be in meeting the expectations of the consumers differently. We are limiting ourselves by designing solutions to what we think today as the answer to our problems today. And I think and I believe very strongly that we need to be thinking about what the 15-year-old person today will demand when they are of prime age of looking for health care, you know, when they hit 35, when they hit 40 or 45. Uh, we are trying to design health care for people that may no, may no longer be our customers uh, by the time technology is ready to serve them. So looking out in the future and delivering care to that is where our opportunities of growth will come from. And I think we will be hard pressed and challenged by our tech partners, uh, you know, the big tech companies who are going there. And healthcare, certainly healthcare technology should be actively partnering and investing in those. Fantastic, Dr. Gowell, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun conversation. I look forward to connecting with you again soon.